With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is Master Grio Radio, channel 13 on your NBBTA internet radio dial. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I am your host for this moment in time. It's time for purpose-driven words, shaping thoughts, building minds, true wealth, communities, and legacies. If my words had wings, they'd fly to you each day. Welcome to part four of Plan to Profit Christmas in July B2B series. I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, and I welcome you here today for our marketing edition. Today, where it's all marketing talk. Now, to bring you up to speed, because we are on part four, and we've had some pre, um, pre-shows, because we wanted to get ourselves in our mindset and ready to plan for July in May so that in July we could really actually start putting pen to paper so that we can have a solid plan so that we run and test through August and we're literally fully in launch by the 1st of September. So I'm Jacqueline Taylor Adams, as I stated, and today we're talking about marketing. We have special guest Eric Hamilton, co-founder of the Around the Way app, And Eric is going to talk to us today about location-based marketing. Very important, very important. Um, We all are on the Internet and everything, but we're also physically out, you know, moving around, moving about. So how do you market your place online when you have a physical brick and mortar, when you really want to drive people to your physical spot? And so this big thing has come around location-based marketing, and it has special techniques, special places you want to make sure that you're listed, 
various ways to incorporate, especially mobile and Internet, into your marketing and to um, connect with social media. So some great things that you can do with location-based marketing, and Eric is going to explain more to us about that today. Then we also have Norm Bond who will be calling in, and Norm Bond is, you know, master marketer. He is the president of the National Alliance of Market Developers and founder and CEO of Norm Bond and Associates. And Norm is going to talk to us about social media marketing. He is one of the um, major influencers, um, African-American influencers to follow in social media. So Norm is going to talk to us about social media marketing, how to use social media to market your business. And then we're going to have Anthony Stewart. He'll be calling in, and he's today is supposed to speak about video marketing. He everything video, and he is definitely a serial entrepreneur. But he is an, an expert in video voiceovers, from coding to implementation. So, and he's also a trainer. So he's going to speak today about video marketing using video in your holiday selling strategy. And then today I will also be speaking about landing pages and landing pages. You know, basically look at them as micro websites. They're single pages that you send people to to get them. There are different reasons that you use the landing pages, but they're single focus pages. They only have one focus, one purpose. They're not for multiple things, you know, like your website covers a varied amount, but your landing pages are specific single-focused campaigns, and the goal is to, you know, capture, drive, and convert traffic. And so we want to talk about using landing pages in your marketing mix. So I'm excited today, and um, we're already ready um Eric Hamilton will be coming on first, and I did want to bring everyone up to speed. Just in case you want to know why we're having such a show, 84% of retailers make the most make their money, and they go into the black during the holiday season. The peak of the holiday season ranges for 12 days. There's a 12-day range in the peak of the holiday season. And this is where the most money is made. There are holidays throughout the year, and you do want to focus on all the holidays and use them in your marketing, how to capitalize on holidays. But the greatest time people are spending is during the Christmas holiday season. And the other aspect is since the advent of the Internet, or more than the advent of the Internet, since people have begun to use it so much, People are shopping earlier, and they're looking for deals, and they're shopping smarter, more comparisons. So as a business person, you have to be more astute in your planning. You have more competition, and people are shopping earlier. So if you think because the official kickoff is Black Friday, if you think you're going to wait until that time, until November, to start your holiday campaign, then you're behind the eight ball. The best you're doing is capturing your late shoppers. Even if people aren't spending money until then, they're planning ahead. They're planning way before then. 
And because they're planning, when they're ready to shop, they basically know where they're going, what they're going for. Um, you know, the Internet lets us research what are going to be the hot products. They're looking for them as too. You know, there are certain things that come out, games and all, and there are shortages. So people are looking to get their head, you know, a foot up on all of these various things. So you as a business need to be prepared, and you need to have yourself in people's minds as the place of choice to shop. And your products need to be the choice, and your services need to be their choice when they're ready to shop. And so for you to do that, you can't wait until November. Right now, about 40% of shoppers begin shopping for the holiday season in September. So even if you're just starting, and these people that are beginning to shop in September, really during July, your goal will be for July of 2014 to be implementing your campaigns, to be putting your campaigns out so that you, those early shoppers that begin in September, will begin shopping with you. They will have you on their mind already on their list. So if 40% of shoppers are shopping online, of online shoppers are beginning their holiday shopping, now, you know, that's almost half the shoppers. So we must become more astute. We must plan and be strategic in order to make sure that we don't leave money on the table. I mean, I think it's hard to be in business, especially if you're in retail, or it's hard to be in business around the holiday season and not make extra money because people are just spending more. But the amount of money you leave on the table because you do not prepare can be enormous. And so that was um, something my husband and I had actually went through when we had a vending stand back in the 90s. It was our first year vending, and, you know, every week we'd go to New York, we'd get our stuff, we would bring it back to Philly, you know, sell it on the stand. Well, the first week of December came, oh, my gosh. After two days, we were out. Now, like I said, we went once a week. Two days, we were out. So we had to go back to New York, buy more items, and come back and would was going to New York two to three times a week that whole month. And the problem was because we didn't plan while we were making money, we were selling that out, but because we didn't plan and put up extra money in our budget and everything for increased inventory, which is, you know, all you have to look at your inventory because people are buying more. You have to increase your inventory, have to sp- buy more inventory. But we weren't financially prepared for the increased inventory. We wound up spending more money exhausting more effort going back and forth to New York every time we ran out. And we realized we definitely left money on the table. And then also, as we spoke earlier when we kicked it off, what is your industry season? Each industry has a season, and when you go to buy, you know, um, those those things are seasonal. When are the best buys? You want to find out when you can get the best rates, where you get the best rates from, Where's the best places to shop, you know, as far as your sourcing? So when it comes to sourcing, you want to know when are the best times to buy where you can get the lowest rate so you can have, you know, increase your profit. So this is the purpose, and we began talking about your industry season, and then we went on to speak about what will you sell 
and you deciding, you know, and it's all based off of your industry, which you currently sell. And then last week we spoke about, um, <clears throat> you know, we spoke a lot about the planning process. We spoke with Norm Bond, and we talked about what's your story. So you know when you're going to shop, what you're going to buy. Now you, you have to tell a story. Your campaign should have a storyline that follows through. So last week we talked about what is your story. Do, do you have your brand story? Do you know your brand story? And then how do you bring that into a campaign? How do you bring that story into a holiday campaign? What are some of the, the do's and the don'ts and the tips for storytelling? when it comes to content marketing. So that was last week, and that's what we shared. So if you envision, now we're to the point where we're talking about marketing. As we started, we know what we're going to sell, how we're going to sell it. Now we're going to, and the story that we're going to tell, so now it has to be pulled together into a campaign that has to be marketed. And also, as we talk about the various ways to market, that helps you design your campaign again. What things do I need? What should I be doing? You know, what's going to work best? And you want to storytell across all these various different mediums that we will be speaking about, that your story is still the same. You want a consistent story. You want consistent keywords, tag words, um, you know, um, words that people remember. You want to consistently tell the story across all mediums. So whether it's location, in the store, display, um, if it's um, point of sale, if it's an in-store point of sale, online point of sale, if it's your print material, if it's your website, if it's your landing pages, you know, that they all should work. And that story needs to be told across all, all of these mediums. Because the more you consistently tell the same story, the better that people will, the more they will remember the story. And the more they can remember the story, the more they can tell the story. And the better they can tell and share your story, that's referrals, and the much easier it is to convert them. So now we're going to bring on our um, guest, Eric. All righty, we're going to... um, Bring Eric Hamilton on, and he's going to talk to us about location-based marketing. Hello, Eric. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I did see that you were on the line. I just was giving a little background so everyone would be sure. ready and making sure that we're at our optimal market. Sure, so, um, yes. So, Eric, um, introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to our audience. Sure, sure. The name is, is Eric Hamilton, and I'm a co-founder of a mobile app called Around the Way. Around the Way, what it does is it allows the user to find the closest African-American-owned business to your current location. The app has about 17,000 African-American-owned businesses. So from the consumer perspective, a lot of times we as African-Americans want to support African-American businesses. A lot of times we don't know where to find them. The app, no matter where you are, will geolocate you. And it will show you, for instance, if I'm in, say, Harlem, it'll show me the closest African-American businesses to my, say, for instance, African-American restaurants to my location in Harlem. 
and then it'll show Brooklyn and, and some of the other boroughs, but those restaurants will be further away, so they're further down the list. <clears throat> I can also, when I travel, I can uh, tell the app, say, for instance, if I'm going to be vacationing in Las Vegas or Miami or you know, maybe not Miami nowadays because of the controversy going on down in Florida, but maybe in Los Angeles, and I could say I'm going to set the uh, location you know, to uh, Los Angeles even though I'm in New York, so you can pre-plan ahead. And what the app will do is say, okay, we'll we'll assume that you're in Los Angeles, and it'll tell you the closest African American-owned bakery or or salon or restaurant or um, insurance agent. We have 35 different categories, and uh, that's how the, that's how the app works. And I'm one of the co-founders, so so far so good. We've got about um, 25,000 people using the app, and uh, businesses in all 50 states. There's even a, an African American-owned bed and breakfast right outside of Anchorage, Alaska. So, you know, brothers are doing it all over the place. (laughs) That's great. um, The Roundaway app, I tell you, is one of the hottest products. If you want to know a hot trending product for the holiday season is the Roundaway app. And even though you, you wouldn't sell the app, now your question is how do I partner with the app and use the app and, you know, benefit from the app in the marketing of my business? Absolutely. It's free to be listed. So at a minimum, if you are a business owner, a brick-and-mortar business owner, you want to at least be listed. And how do you go about being listed is you can simply download the app from, you know, if you're on an iPhone or a Google Android device, simply download it, you know, from the appropriate you know, app store or Play Store. And in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a button that says Add. You click on the Add button and simply add your business. Add your business right to the app. Uh, and about 48 hours later, your business will be added. Another thing that, that um, will help your business and something that we're, we're talking to, to Google about, Google is, uh, is a big uh, fan of, of Around the Way. We're, we're working on um, an official you know, thing that we can do with them, but um, we were just recently in Washington, D.C. for the uh, U.S. Black Chamber School of Management Around the Way gave a presentation, and Google gave a separate presentation, and they included us in their presentation to the heads of these various black chambers from all over the country. And they were telling different things of how, a lot of things, that uh, Jacqueline, that you're talking about is, is how to promote your business. One of the things they said was, of course, get listed in Google, right, um, but also get listed in Around the Way. Right, it was one of their slides during their presentation because Google's initiative really is to, well, they're they're down to help all businesses, but they have a, a special, uh, uh, I guess, group, if you will, their diversity and inclusion group that want to help African American businesses because, as you know, sometimes that we as African Americans are not uh, right on the verge of technology, right? So this is the way that Google is saying, hey, you know, they realize these black-owned businesses are a pivotal part of the black community, and Google Google wants to be a part of that just as we want to be a part of it. So, again, Google's initiative is to get listed in Google, Google Places, Google Maps, things like that. In addition, get listed in around the way. These are the free things that folks can do. Again, other things that I've talked about cost money. Free things that your listeners, black-owned business owners, can do to uh, to get listed and to drive business to their business. That's what we do. Yes. And... Um and we do know in marketing our business there are free things and there are not free things. So uh, we do know we need to have a budget, especially if you want to do a serious holiday campaign. 
And I just really, really stress a lot of us, we're so busy. A lot of times we really don't take the time to plan, but we leave so much money on the table simply by just not pre-planning our campaign. And there are a lot of opportunities to take advantage of. So, Eric, what I would like you to share with our audience, because I know you said about geo-based and various different things, but if you could explain to our audience what is location-based marketing. Yeah, so location-based marketing is really kind of, uh, just as the words say, right, it's marketing based on the geographic location of the consumer. For instance, I used to work at Yahoo for a number of years, and right when I started at Yahoo, this was Sort of, kind of, sort of new. For instance, um, and in simplest terms, imagine that I'm on a computer at home and I live in, say, Harlem, New York. Um, as I surf the various websites, um, the uh, my IP address and other information can tell uh, various entities where I am um, coming from. So, for instance. I might be an advertiser, say, for whatever, from for a shoe store or what have you, but I only have stores in, say, in Harlem and Detroit and in Boise, Idaho. So when I serve ads, you know, through whatever network, whether it be Yahoo, whether it be Google's DoubleClick network, it doesn't matter. Um, now the technology is in place, it's been in place for a while, that says I only want people in Harlem, Detroit, and Boise, Idaho to see my ads, period. Um, and that is the, kind of the beginnings of the, the kind of the, the geo uh, uh, type of, of advertising. At a, at a more granular level, uh, imagine that you know I'm on my mobile phone and I am you know on vacation somewhere. Uh, imagine that you know I'm playing a game and I am a hundred yards from a Cold Stone Creamery, and I see a little banner ad for that with uh, maybe an offer. You know, so that is another example of the, the kind of location-based marketing. So what it, really what it boils down to, it, it's it's some things that our forefathers in marketing kind of dreamed of to be able to specifically target based on the location of the person who's actually viewing the ad, right? So it really is kind of uh, marketing uh, at its best, right? I think that the, the, our, our targeting capabilities for what we can serve based on your location and then there's also behavioral targeting that, that comes into to place also based on my propensity to click on certain things and, you know, various Facebook profiles and things like that. So you can get really granular. And I guess to give an example of, I know it's outside of the, the question that you ask in regards to the, uh, the, the geo-based uh, targeting, but uh, Facebook, I, I love Facebook targeting. I, I use it so much for a different project. So I, I have an organization called the Web Academy where I teach web design classes for free. And I can go on to Facebook, and I tell Facebook that I only want my ads to be shown to, you know, not not a lot of kids are in my class. They're mostly age 25 to 40. So I only want people from age 25 to 40 who, um, and I teach a technology called WordPress, people who like WordPress, right, who have said they like the WordPress technology because those are the type of classes that I teach. So it's very granularly focused um, on the audience. So so my ad dollars are not wasted on somebody who never heard of, of WordPress who might click on it and has no intention of taking a class or maybe someone who's 16 or maybe someone who's 65 who is kind of outside my core age group. So um, that's another component into how to use some of the new technology 
to uh, to granularly focus uh, your message or to, to the audience to focus the granularly focus that message to that specific audience. Okay. Well, um, you know, all this is great information. I hope everyone's taking notes and that um, you know we're listening in and. Um, it, but it's very important because you will see it um, across so many formats, like you said, Facebook advertising. But the same goes if you're advertising on Yahoo, MySpace, if you're doing um, advertising with um, AdSense and um, on Google, um, even when you list your, your, your store and your location, you'll keep seeing um, the various things about geo-based. And then when we go a little bit further into the marketing, because that, you know, that definitely helps you target your audience, but the online, the offline, when they're at the brick and mortar, how do they use, what are some great ways people use location-based marketing um, as far as, you know, coupon special when people come in and they're, um, they check in when they're at locations. Absolutely. De- depending on the, the the level of, uh, I guess, the complexity and how far the your business wants to go. So Foursquare has a, a nice, uh, interesting type of sort of thing where, so for, for those who are not familiar with the, the technology Foursquare, Foursquare is a, a social media site platform that allows people to check in to that location. So, for instance, if I'm at you know, at a uh, Starbucks in, in Newark, New Jersey, I can check into that location. A lot of us folks who are 40 and up um, really don't understand why you want to just tell people where you're at. But the millennials, they, they, this is something they love to do. It's always about what the millennial generation is about being a part of the conversation. So from a 40 and up perspective, you know, some of the Gen Xers and baby boomers who are business owners, the brick-and-mortar owners, they don't get the technology. They don't – well, why would someone, first of all, want to check in and let the world know where they're at, number one? And number two, well, what does this mean for my business? I don't get it. I'm not even going to touch it. Well, I understand that you don't necessarily get it, but the the your audience and business owners need to understand that this is how these young folks think, meaning just because me as a 50-year-old – would never give up my location doesn't mean that there are millions of 20-somethings that are doing this. So kind of taking yourself out of the, your mind of the 50-year-old business person and just and not trying to necessarily understand the 25-year-old, but just accepting the fact that this is how they do things, period. So they like to let the world know where they're at. I, the way I see it is like they're 15 minutes of fame, um, and so they're constantly checking into places. So if they are checking into your establishment, if you have a Starbucks uh, and they're constantly checking into it or whatever, your coffee shop, then you may want to take advantage of especially, you know, people who are loyally coming to your place of business, right? So you have, you know, you have things called mayorships, right, meaning I can check into this business. All it really says is tells the world in my social network that I'm at this coffee shop. And after a series of successful check-ins, that I can actually become the mayor. And all that really means is I'm just the, the big guy on the block in regards to checking into that specific establishment. So long short is what I'm trying to say is uh, a lot of uh, retailers and, and, and brick-and-mortar businesses are partnering with Foursquare to, to give offers to people who check in. Check into this coffee shop, show your phone to the cashier and get 10% off or get a free bagel or whatever it is. 
And what that does is that kind of instills the loyalty uh, into those people who use the check-in service. So it really is a natural thing where um, you as the business owner may not know. I mean, yeah, you're you're running your shop. You've got hundreds of people who come in every day, but do you really know who, you know, you may know, uh, but do you really know who really is coming in and spending money and really those these check-in services kind of help it, it and it, and what it does is it allows you to target specifically those people who are using these apps to to uh to patronize your business. Mhm. Well, um that's just so important and as you stated why why a certain group of us may not run around wanting to check in all the time. It is um it is great still even um, whenever you have a brick-and-mortar place that people walk into. I'm also a marketing director for a theater company. We encourage people to check in. And um, I admit I'm not very good at doing it myself, but <laughs> our house manager always asks her, like, can you check in, let, let everybody know we're here? How do I check in again? Because you can check in from Facebook. You can check in from Foursquare, various different places you can check in from. Um, even the Facebook page for my church, you will see so many people checked in, so many people have been here, and these numbers carry across. So it's really good, and people are now offering um, specials. Like you can save 10% off your purchase if you check in when you um, come in. Uh, and it could be off of you know, wide purchase, something specific. But it's incentive for you to check in and let people know that you're there and that, you know, then goes into referral base. Well, wow, if they're there, they think it's a good place, I may check it out. And so it is really important that you incorporate, you know, the location base, the checking in specials. <clears throat> you can put um, notices at your point of sales counter. Um, at this point, everyone should be using some form of mobile advertising, and it really works great across mobile where people will send out messages. Um, if you check in during this time, you will receive 10% off of these items, and you get it right on your mobile phone. So if you're out there, you're already in the area or whatnot, or you're, you may even be in the store and you see the message, then everybody checks in and let people know that they're there and tell them to come on down. And it's basically free, you know, it's a basic, basically a free thing for you to do, but it's an very, very important part, especially as people are doing their shopping, as you catch their early shoppers, and even if you can give incentives that they check in online. I'm online and I'm shopping here. So um, that's very important. So, Eric, before you go, is there anything else we really should know and how to use the Around the Way app? First, um, I put it out there, but could you give us the website? Sure. The, the website is Around the Way app. All spelled out around the way app.com. If they go there, then they can uh, download. Uh, there's a nice link, uh, two links for Apple and, and Android to click to download the app, or they can simply search for it in their uh, their app store. Search for Around the Way and uh, download it. And uh, 
And that's pretty much it. From there, it's pretty intuitive of how to use it. You have your broad categories, and then it's that button in the bottom right that allows you to add your own business, and that's pretty much it. Okay, alrighty. So, um, is there anything else you'd like for to share with us before you go? Parting words, parting wisdom. Um, you know, it's, I think it's really about just supporting uh, the African American-owned businesses, right? I, I think for the past, you know, 50 plus years, you know, post civil rights, you know, we've made some headway into equity, right? As far as us having access to, you know, public resources, the the, the right to eat eat and spend money where we want to, the, the, the right to uh, to go to any university, some of the greatest universities, and that, that piece of it is great as far as access to public resources and public universities and private universities and things like that, but I think the downside of it is, you know, we as African Americans see if it's if it's owned by non-African Americans, if it's white, it's right. You know, there's the saying, you know, the white man's ice is colder than the black man's ice, right? And the thing is, is what we're just saying is... Um, you know, um, not necessarily to, you know, boycott non-African-American businesses, but at the same time we want to say, hey, have you considered, you know, an African-American business? One thing that I like to talk about and in closing is um, having what I call a personal Rooney rule. And for those who don't know, in NFL there is something called the Rooney rule, the National Football League. What the Rooney rule simply states, and it was stated, it was instituted back in the uh, early 90s, by Dan Rooney, who owns the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was on the Diversity and Inclusion Committee for the NFL. This rule simply states this. When a head coaching position opens up in the NFL, you don't have to hire a black coach, but you must at least interview one. Really, you don't have to hire, but you have to consider an African-American coach. That's all the rule simply says. Now, uh, with that, you know, we've seen great strides, you know, you know, 15 years after that, once you have some great African-American coaches come through the system, between 2006 and 2010, we had five, in a four-year time period, we had five African-American head coaches appear in the Super Bowl and two victories, Tony Dungy and Mike Tomlin have won Super Bowls. And I truly think it's because of the Rooney Rule. Again, it doesn't mean you have to hire a black coach, but you have to interview one. And what that does, that exposes some people who would not have otherwise thought about hiring this man to consider it. And then they may find, wow, this guy is really great. I didn't really consider I was going to give him a job, but he's interviewed well and he knows his stuff. Let's hire him. So what I'm saying to African-Americans out there, do you have your personal Rooney rule for supporting African-American-owned businesses? And I'm including that in that statement. I'm talking to business owners themselves. If you're a business owner, how do you expect me as a consumer to, to support you when you don't support you by spending money with African-American businesses. So my, my, my last parting words is, you know, have your own personal Rooney rule. Again, when you go out and spend your dollar, I'm not telling you where to spend your dollar, but before you buy your son or daughter that, that bike or before you take that trip, you know, we've, we've got a category for African-American lodging. In fact, my last trip to D.C., I stayed at a Marriott, right? But it was at an African-American-owned Marriott, right? So it's not wow. about sacrificing your level of quality. And that was a quality Marriott. I mean, you would never know. I wouldn't have known it was African-American because some of the staff, staffers at the hotel were African-American, but the lady who checked me in was not. And, you know, so the question is, again, in summary and in conclusion, the question to your listeners is, um, have you considered whenever you spend your money, whether it's uh, taking a trip, whether it's uh, going out for ice cream, taking your spouse out to, to date, have you considered 
spending money with an African-American-owned business? And then is there an option out there that works for your plan? If so, why not give it a shot? If not, then continue with business as usual. That's all we're asking. Yes, yes. So I approve this message. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I thank you so much, Eric. I thank you for calling in, for being a part of our um, of this series. This is our fourth year, and um, I'm just, you know, our goal is to, you know, get our businesses more up to speed so that we can be more competitive and we can take away that, you know, that veil about, um, you know, because it's a black-owned business means something else. It's it's, it's another business. And um, I thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, We will definitely be listed and Roundaway at will be listed in our buying guide which is part of our ebook and everyone will be receiving a complimentary ebook. Um you can definitely if you're on Facebook just look up part four. If you're coming in through Blog Talk, the link is there. You'll see Eric's name, you'll see the um link to the app. At the very minimum, whether you're a business or just a consumer, a friend of, everyone should download the app. Um, if you're in business, definitely have yourself listed and use it. You know, you know, we know what we know, but it's really great. It's one thing locally, you know who's doing what generally in your area, but when you go places, you don't know. You don't know what black businesses there are. Um, you don't have to go all the way online. You can just check on your app and find out, wow, these businesses are right around me right now. Let me check them out while I'm here. So, Eric, I thank you. You have a great rest of the week, and, you know, I'm working with you with the Urban Tech Fair. And um, did you want to make any announcements? Are you going to be anywhere next? I know you always speak. Um, yeah, all over the place. I'm, I'm going to be in D.C. in a few weeks for, I forget the name of the conference. And then uh, this fall, actually, uh, in October, we've been invited to speak at the uh, National Bankers Association. The National Bankers Association is the collective okay. body of all of the African-American-owned banks. And um, the president, uh, Mr. Michael Grant, who is a mentor of mine, a recent mentor of mine, uh, real, realizes that there is a, a, a natural connection between African-American businesses and African-American banks. Uh, both are, are, are hitting hard times, so it makes sense for um, an app such as ours, which is empowering those African-American businesses, to, for, me to be, for us to be a part of a conversation as it pertains to our black-owned banks. So that's that's happening in October, so we're looking forward to that, plus a ton of other stuff. But, but yeah, but I want to thank you, Jacqueline, for, for what you do, for for the, the lives you touch, the people that you uh, that you influence. So just uh, thank you for allowing me to be a part of that conversation. We, we really appreciate it. All righty. Well, thank you, and you have a great day. I know you're a busy man. And um of course, if you want to download a copy of this, um, by one it will be ready for download. All right. Sounds good. All Thank right. You. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Now, we were just – goodbye. We were just speaking with Eric Hamilton. He is co-founder of the Roundaway app, and Eric was sharing with us about the app, the value of the app. It is an app. You can go to www.aroundthewayapp.com. Dot com and download it for your Android or iPhone. And um, it's a place as a business. If you're a black-owned business, you can list your business there um, as a brick-and-mortar business. And um, 
as a consumer, wherever you go, whether it's whether you're local at home or anywhere you go, you can put in your location and what type of business you're looking for and find the black owned businesses that are near you. And so and and then list them by distance. So it's a great way to support black business, especially when you're out of town. We generally know what's going on in our area, but when we go out, we you know we don't generally know the lay of the land. So it's very helpful, very helpful. So I am going to urge all you black-owned business, please get yourself listed. Your promoters, venues, make sure that you're listed because we deal with a lot of artists here as well. Artists, make sure that you're listed. You're an artist. You perform. Make sure that you're listed in the Around the Way app so people know where they can come if they want to book. Um, you know, definitely when people are out of town, you know, they want to eat, they want to have entertainment, they want to shop, they want a place to stay. Eric told us about and the one thing he didn't, he talked about his part, um, and working with the Bankers Association and speaking there, but he didn't let you know that every black-owned bank is listed in the Roundaway app, and that's extremely important. And so it is a valuable resource that you can use and you should be a part of. So, and he also shared with us about location-based marketing. So we really, when we get um, into masterminding, we'll probably get a little bit more into strategies. But right now you need to know these things exist and how they exist so as you develop your strategy, you know how to incorporate it. So the biggest thing I want you to understand about location-based marketing, one, is the geo-targeting. People target and you should target. You can target by area and people target you. Again, if I'm... Even if I'm in Philadelphia and I'm in West Philadelphia, but now I'm in South Philly that I don't know that well, and um, I need to know what's around me. Okay, what black-owned businesses are down here? Because I don't really know this area. I'm going to put. I have to put where I am, a location, so that geo-based marketing is really important. So based on where I am is where they're going to give me relevant feedback, and in that. We talked about the check-ins. So I know we have a very range audience, but um, Eric was talking about in his 20s, but I know basically 35 and none to 36, they go around checking in. And, you know, they check in. Everybody, all right, we're here, we're here, you know. And sometimes I think it's cool. I, I still have time remembering how to check in. But I think it's cool and important and helpful, even when we check in when we are at places, especially if we're at a great event or at a black-owned business. It helps bring awareness, and um, it helps drive the number. And that number carries out through online when we're talking about SEO and people looking at you. Even if you don't list your location, it's going to get listed. If it's a public place, chances are it's going to get listed because somebody's going to tag it or check into it or say that they're there even if you don't have it listed. Now, we did talk about your brand story last week, so that's another thing you need to understand this in order to get a hold of your brand. If you were to go on Facebook right now and list and you have a physical location, look it up. Chances are one or two people may have checked in at your location. But and they'll ask, do you own? You know, are you the owner? And you, that's where you need to capture that page and take control of that brand and encourage people to check in when you're there, 
when they're there, have them check in. And then in strategies, you need to offer specials for when people do check in. Have special times of the day. If you're an eatery and it's lunchtime, and have everybody check in. Hey, if you check in during lunchtime or, say, if you check in between 11 and 11.30, if you check in, you can get a free cup of coffee. It's very different, various type of different things. You can use the check-in to drive traffic during slow times. Like a lot of times, bars are slow between 4 and 9. They may open up around 4, but the party generally doesn't get started till around 9. So between 4 and 9, it's a slow time. That could be a great time to do a check-in special during a happy hour Um you know, the early things where people can come in who can book the venue later or people who may attend the events there. Um, it's just different ways that you can use it to drive traffic, to increase your brand. You definitely want to incorporate location-based marketing. And then you need to – location-based marketing almost goes hand-in-hand hand with your mobile marketing because people should will be able to check in from the phones. So, of course, you want to make sure that you have a mobile-friendly website. And you want to incorporate um, SMS text messaging in your advertising, especially your um, point-of-sales. Right there, you know, at the counter, point-of-sales, people are waiting in line. You should always have something that people can see and draw. It's definitely great to have things throughout the store, but at point-of-sales, people are held hostage there basically for a moment because everyone has to pay for their purchase. What are they learning while they're there? By just having a, a sign-up, you know, information that, you know, they make it take from the counter. But definitely you want to have a sign-up with something. And if, say, if, if you text this, if you check in during this time, and that, that those are great messages to have in the signage there at your point of sale. Um if you text this net on your next purchase, which, you know, encourages people to come back, you know, we see how um, at the supermarket with the receipts, you know, they do a lot of follow-up marketing is there right there with on receipts. People may or may not save those coupons and different things, but there's a lot of encouraging. And the same thing can be done just with a mobile phone. We know so much of our market is using mobile phones. And it would, it would even be great for supermarkets. You're definitely held hostage at the supermarket. So while you're waiting in line, if you look and see a sign with a special, oh, let me pull my phone out, go ahead, take it in, text it, you know, connect. Now you're increasing your um, fan base and everything. So um, you definitely want to do that. So um, next we're going to have up is, Anthony Stewart, he'll be um, he'll be up next, and he's going to be speaking about video marketing. And then from the video marketing, we're going to move into landing pages. And um, I did tell you a little bit about that. And um, as um, he calls in, I think I will just go ahead and cover it because we'll probably um, leave out speaking to Anthony about video marketing. And we are going to have another marketing show. We're going to have to work on strategies and cover a couple more areas. Next week we're working on advertising. But in your landing pages, a landing page is a web page that is Pacific focus. There is one focus on that landing page. 
So even if you have a campaign, you don't want you still don't want to focus everything around your campaign on that landing page. It should be one place focused. So say you can have landing pages for lead capture. That's the purpose of your landing page. You have one purpose. So our goal is to capture leads. So when they come to that landing page, if they do this, if they do that, by giving your information, you sometimes, you know, people give away free reports. We know we hear about these things all the time. Or you may get a discount or special if you fill out um, this form. So it could be, you know, our Christmas in July. Hey, participate with our Christmas in July. Um, as we're running our Christmas in July special. Um, stay up to date on all our specials for the upcoming seasons and, you know, be an exclusive buyer, preferred customer, just fill the form out and you will receive blah, blah. So then they fill out the information and now you are capturing leads. And then once they click OK Submit, you want to send them to your website but to a specific area. Don't just send them to the home page where they have to shop around and try to find this Christmas in July campaign that you were talking about, send them directly to that page. So now that they're on there, if you have the right content and all, you can, you know, further engage the lead. And, you know, ultimate goal, of course, is to convert the lead. Okay, now we, um, we're we going to come back to talking more about landing pages as soon as we're done with Anthony Stewart because he is on the line. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, Mr. Busy Man. <laughs> <laughs> Very busy. What is he That's good. That's good. So really quick, Anthony, do a quick intro as to who you are, and then if you could share with us about video marketing, it would be great. Okay. Uh, my name is Anthony Stewart. I am what I call a polymath. Somebody would call would say that I have ADHD or something like that, but what I do is I do a lot of different things, and I'm able to manage those different things in a constructive way that uh, I am productive. So if you go to my site, anthonystewart.net, that, will, that is the best way for you to get an idea of who I am and exactly what I do. That's anthonystewart.net. Once you get there, you can kind of see, you know, all the different things that I'm into and what I'm, you know, about. But primarily it is creativity and then marketing that creativity, putting that creativity out there for the world to see. And anytime we use the word marketing, uh, you always want to keep in mind that is a process of going from getting cash in return or getting payment in return for whatever product that it is that you sell. So uh, you have different processes within that system of marketing. So some of it is graphic design, some of it is video, some of it is, you know, like you said, putting together your website or your landing page and setting up your mailing list and whatnot. All those are parts of the process of marketing with the objective in making a sale at the end of the day. So that's the key thing that you're trying to do. When it comes to video, people respond better when they can see you. First, when they can see the product, but definitely if they can see you or someone who represents your product. It's what they call it, a, a visual connection, certain type of visual energy. And when you have people who are looking at this video, you want your video to be proper. You want it to look proper so far as the lighting, so far as the colors. You don't want the, the, the camera shaking or anything like that because that distracts the message, that distracts or that takes away from that visual connection that they're having with the person or the product that's within the video. So anytime you go to move to put video on your, your site, make sure that the video itself is done right. If you don't know how to do, to, uh, 
shoot video or record video, get somebody that knows how to do it. You know, even if you have to go to, you know, if you don't have a, a big budget or anything like that, just go go get an intern at, at, a, uh, at a local college or something like that, somebody who's studying video production. Or go to the little local access stations in your city, and there are people there who are working, you know, who are consistently in the whole video production business. And just let them know what you're trying to do and see if you can get them to perhaps do something for you in return for uh, some type of college credit or something to add to their, their portfolio. But the objective, once again, is to get a clean shot video. So you can also get on Google and just go to, not just Google, but go to YouTube and look up some videos on how to shoot video. You know, pretty much everything you need is out there in, in uh, you know, web space anyway. So go there, learn how to shoot, or if, if you're shooting it yourself, or go get somebody to shoot the video for you. Once you have the video shot and it's edited and it's clean and everything like that, then you want to go and place it in your, your website. And some of the ways to do that is to just go ahead and create a YouTube channel, which is free and upload the video to YouTube, and YouTube will convert the video over to the format that it needs to be in. Then you can just embed that code into your website. If you don't know how to embed the code, once again, just Google it, or just look on YouTube for a video on how to embed video into my website. Just Google it, how to embed video in my website from YouTube, and they'll show you. It's, it's a very simple process. All you're doing is cutting and pasting a little bit of text and placing that inside of your website. Now, if you have somebody who's doing your website, they can explain that for you and they can show you how to do that. But if you're trying to do it yourself uh, through a template, say like uh, Wix or, or, or Weebly or something like that, then they should have a, a real simple menu set up so that you can import the video or embed the video. But the main thing is to uh, make sure that it's shot right, get it in your, your um, web page properly. And here's another thing, too. Once you put the video in the uh, web page, keep in mind, everybody's system is not necessarily ready for a video, so it may move a little bit slow or something like that, so you need to have like a, a message there when they get there, so don't just have the video start playing when they get to the page, you want to have like a graphic or something that's there before the video loads, that says click here to watch video, you know, and then it, you might even want to say your system needs to require, you know, require to have, you know, Windows, at least Windows 95 or Windows 2000 or whatever, something like that, but you want to help people to be able to see the video. Even if you need to direct them to YouTube if they can't see it on the site. If you can't see the video here, go to YouTube. Or here's a link to YouTube to go and see the site. Maybe they can see it better via YouTube. But the main thing is you want to make sure you have a good, clear video that represents you and your product properly, that it's in your site. Uh, I prefer if it's on your site, put it on a page that's marked video. Like you want to have a little tab up at the top that says video, and they can go to that page. Some sites you go to, video is the first thing that pops up when you first get there. If it's not a music video site, that's not a very smart thing to do, especially if you're saying, hey, I got this, this, this new tennis shoe coming out. Okay, when they get there, they want to see some information, not necessarily start watching a TV commercial. So unless it's an uh, actual video site, then I wouldn't do that. I'd have the video on another page or at least in a way that they can click on it and they can choose to watch the video as opposed to just getting it to start like that, you know, uh, you know end up easing up their bandwidth or that uh, connection isn't fast enough and they can't see it. But those are just some of the tips that I want to throw out there so far as video is concerned. Okay. Um, now, what I'd like to ask, okay, we okay, we know we need a good, clear video. What are some of the guidelines in creating that video as far as how long should it be? Um, and, 30, seconds um, to a, 30 seconds to a minute. You want to think commercial. Mm -hmm. Your video is a commercial. You know, and let's think about it. 
unless you're up real late at night, you're not trying to watch the uh, one of those shows that come on at night where they sit there and they have the uh, the marketing piece that's on for the next two, three hours. Oh, you're not trying to have. <laughs> you're not trying to watch. You know, don't have an infomercial at your site. You want to have a commercial. You want them to come there and get a thirty to sixty sec- second injection into their brain on your product or your service or whatever it is that you're talking about. So you want to keep it short, but keep it powerful. And when you're thinking about commercials and you, you're constructing your, your video, just watch TV. I mean, not watch TV to be entertained, but look at how the commercials are laid out. Like, you have the MTV-style commercials, or what they, they end up calling the MTV-style, where the images are constantly changing. I mean, you're not going to count to two before the image is changing. They constantly got all these different things going on to communicate a whole lot. They're not trying to necessarily get you in your conscious mind to see it, but they're trying to get you in your subconscious mind. So they're trying to pack mm-hmm. all these different in- images and everything in there in a real short amount of time to, get, to communicate their message on a subconscious level as well as a conscious level. So you want to think the same way, okay? So, like, now when you state that, you know, I, I know what you mean, but just, you know, everyone forte may not necessarily be marketing, but all of us as business people mm-hmm. have to market when we state other ways that messages and things are stated without being spoken, what are some of those ways? I mean, is that the uh, MTV style? Well, I'm you know, like any style. Just you know, I know even photographers use it. I mean, everything is purpose. And when um, one time I'm looking at doing a photo shoot, we're working with spoken word artists, and we needed mm-hmm. to. Def- find images that represent spoken word artists, what are those things that are significant that would make, you know, in order to find the genre spoken word over hip-hop, like if it's if it's, fe- I mean, if it's you, R&B, you, if, they're going to have a, you know, um, not you R&B. Doing mm-hmm. In the realm of spoken word, the best type of video to have is a spoken word artist performing. A, 60, a 30 to 60 second piece. They can come out and just kill the piece, the spoken word artist. And then at the end, as that person fades out, just, you know, words in white on the screen, the poor spoken word artist, or at whatever event or location that it is. That's the best representation of spoken word. If you're trying to sell a car, the best thing to have on there is the car. Some images of the car. Put to some good music. You know, something that's, it may be even popular. It depends on the audience that you're going for. You know, so if you're going for an older audience, uh, a more conservative audience, you might want to have it to jazz, or you might want to have it to some more classical. It just depends, you know. Or uh, older R&B, you know, something that they, that they can connect with up under your your uh, your fodder. But even when you go to get this type of music, there are different. There are a lot of royalty free places, royalty free music places on the web where you can go get free music, you know, that's in those genres to put up under your fodder. So yeah, you definitely want to have images and you want to have footage that represent your fodder, but I would also say make sure that it is your product that is represented. So if, if I'm trying to sell, uh, say, computer software training, I don't want to have images of anybody else but me doing the training. I don't want to go to Lynda.com and have Lynda.com training on there. I want to have make sure mm-hmm. I got nothing to put it doing the training. Mm-hmm. And then some other imaging just to stay... Um you definitely whatever you want to do has to be core, or whatever you do has to be core and central. But just other things, if if you're shooting and it's a home product or insurance product or something, and it's a home around or building around or you're inside a room, and if it's a standard room and there's an image on the wall, 
you know, all of those things speak to certain things. And so you do want to make sure that they're congruent and they speak also to your audience. Like if you're dealing with upper middle class, you know, African Americans, you probably wouldn't have something where the um, picture of, you know, the dog shooting pool on a wall. You may, mm-hmm. and, and one of the best things to look at is the Cosby show. One of the things, mm-hmm. um, pictures that they made totally famous and sold forever, and people still buy it to today, is called the funeral procession, simply because mm-hmm. that picture hung um, on a wall during that show. And people associate, uh-huh. okay, if I have the funeral procession, you know, they associate it with being at, you know, that level of, you know, being, as you know, as far as, you know, upper middle class. So mm-hmm. there are different things to associate with. So if you, um, you know, if you are targeting a certain group, if you're, you know, what are the things that they like, what are the things that, you know, that aspire to them, and those are the other things inside that you have that support. And, of course, as Anthony just stated, you want to stay away from other brands. You know, you don't want to outright put in other brand or brand names and all that somebody's paying you. But um, you definitely want to um, support me, your brand. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not going to do the video right, don't do it. It could it, it end up harming your, you and your product. Because the last thing a person wants to see is a bad video. They don't want to see that. They're going to click right off of it. If your audio isn't right, if you can't get your audio right in the in the video, don't do it. Don't put a bad – never put out bad products. It's better to go without it. So if you're going mm-hmm. to – don't know how to do the video, go ask someone. Go get someone else who does that professionally. Now, if, like I said, yeah. you can't pay them. That's why you hit up the colleges and stuff like that. But don't just try to, hey, well, I'm desperate because trying to market your product out of desperation, you 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 setting yourself on a course for failure. Never market out of desperation. Never market out of desperation. Don't do that. So, if you're trying to get it done right, get with somebody who can do it right. Take your time and let them put it together. You know, if you need examples of how it should look, all you got to do is uh, uh, Google uh, commercial portfolios, graphic design portfolios, video editing portfolios. Or I put in video editing showreel. If you put in video editing showreel, what will pop up is a list of people who who are video editors who are trying to show their skills. So you can get a good idea of how things should look. And if you see something that you like, then you can take that to, say, the college student or whoever the person is that's going to do the work for you if you're not doing it yourself and say, hey, can you make my product look something like this? Not exactly, you might not be able to do exactly like that, but can you say, can you make my product look something like this type of work over here? People do it all the time. There's no, no, you know, problem or shame or anything like that. That's the easiest, most cost-effective and sensible way to do it. That way, they have some type of guidelines. You just don't have people just doing something, anything, you know, or you just trying to be creative just for the sake of saying, hey, everybody, look, I, I did my own video. That's the wrong way to go into your, your product, or, you know, marketing your product, just trying to show off your skills at graphic design or trying to show off your skills at, at doing video editing. That's not what people are trying to buy. They're trying to buy your product, not that. So don't, don't yeah. sometimes we can get caught up in the euphoria of, hey, everybody, look, I edited my own video. Uh-uh. Don't, don't do that. Get it done right. Get your graphics done yeah. right. Get your landing page done right. Everything. And you also want to make sure that you 
you stay focused. The whole point of it is is to market the product or the service. That's the point. Because even on television, I see some wonderfully creative. I'm, you know, they're supposed to be commercials, but at the end of it, while I loved it, I could not tell you what they were trying to sell. <laughs> you know, it was great. It was it was funny. It was this and that. But what the heck were they trying to sell? And then I go back and I may look at it and find out that what they were trying to sell. And sometimes I I don't even get the relation. You know, so you you know why you want to be creative and, and innovative. You you're not trying to go way over people's head. It shouldn't be. They shouldn't have to think on a whole lot of levels to ca- you know catch the connection. And um. You know, you keep still want to keep it, keep it simple. Yeah, don't get you know I mean, complicated. You much, you pretty much know when you're looking at a McDonald's commercial. You, mm-hmm. it, it's real simple. You, you're gonna see the food there all over the place. You pretty much know when you're looking at a car commercial. The car is all over the place. So keep mm-hmm. it really simple. You want to make it look professional. You want to make it look yeah. like your product is worth you taking the time and wrapping it in this great package to present to people. Because if it's wrapped in crappy paper, if somebody walks up to you and says, hey, I got a gift for you, and it's like a raggedy-looking, torn-up, dirty-looking box, you'll be like, oh, okay, thank you. You know, you'll take it, but you're not motivated. But if somebody comes up with this big, beautiful box with the bow on it and it's glistening, you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to get in there. You don't even know what it is. You just can't wait to get in there. See, that's, that's, that's effective marketing. Yeah, so I definitely um, definitely want to make that creative note because you know if you see it all the time, then you uh, they, they've had shows on TV by advertising on how people just get too caught up in the creative and lose sight of the basic thing. And your basic goal is to sell, and you never want anything to get on in the way of your brand or your product. And you know, sit back and and it's worth it planning. You you know, the shooting of the videos should just be, all be based on the plan. You should plan it first, you know, what what's going to say, you know, how it's going to work out. Don't shoot the video, then go back and look and figure cut and all. As, whether you're paying or if even if you're using a student, a student, uh, um, somebody's doing it as an intern, everybody's time is valuable. So you want to be, you know, you don't want to spend time going back and forth, back and forth, because you're using the shooting of the video to plan out the video. Oh, no, maybe do this, maybe do that. Go back and shoot it. And um, if you're paying for it, it's going to cost you a lot of money to do that. But um, if Mm -hmm. not, you have a plan. And, again, he said in researching, um, I know for a television show it's called The Treatment. Do they do treatments for videos as well? Anthony? Say it again. I'm sorry, are say it one more time. Do, yeah. Are treatments used in, in, in making videos as well? I know for television shows you use a thing called treatment. Do they use that for videos exactly. as well? I mean, so, so, you, yeah, all you don't do is a story, you storyboard. So you're just laying out, you just have these little boxes basically where you kind of sketch out what you want to go on in the commercial. You know, now if you can't draw or anything like that, take pictures. Use like I said, go get another commercial or something that you saw that you liked, and say, "Hey, I want it to look like this." And if they're a, a editor or a video production, they they know how to go from there. They mm-hmm. may not look exactly that, but they definitely will have an idea of the type of quality, the type of color, 
you know, the, uh, the, the typography, you know, that should that, that, uh, come across the screen or the wording or any, whatever like that, they can get an idea of how it's to go. And if they can't do it, they'll let you know, all right, I can't, I can't do that. Just move on to the next person. But yeah. go out and find the next life. Even if you're just getting a logo done, go out and look at something and say, hey, I like the feel of this over here. That way you don't go to somebody empty-handed and you're asking them to come up with something because you have some people that'll work with you, but some people are going to charge you for that. So if you come in yeah. and you don't know what you do, oh, my God, it will, it will break your bank so quick because yeah. you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you like this? How do you like that? And you're paying for their time. Not putting it just the end product, you're paying for the time. But it may save you $75, $100, or whatever, an hour. So you sitting here spending that kind of money for an hour, and you don't know what you want. You got to, like she said, going back, making changes. Well, can we do it like this? Well, can we do it like that? If they're being paid on an hourly basis, they can say, yeah, sure we can do it like that. Yeah, you say, well, I don't like that. Can we go back and change this? Say, yeah, sure. And then you know, keep going and keep going, and next thing you know, you got some crazy business. Yes. Which you don't, you don't want to go through. Well, Anthony, we thank you again. Um, you are our resident expert, marketing expert here on our Christmas in July series. Um, um, Did we ever come up people... with a product we were going to walk through the whole process? I'm sorry? Hmm? We we'll come up with uh, somebody's product so we were going to walk through the whole process? Oh, that's the contest. The contest will run um, for two weeks in August. And it's going to kick oh, okay. off on August 5th and run okay. through um, for two weeks, and we're going to announce the winners on the, um, Wednesday, August 21st. Because I want people to get time to go through the show, go through the series, and during gotcha. those two okay. weeks, each person, we're going to have a video contest, and everyone will upload a video, and it's up to them to engage audience, to bring people by, to come vote for them, to engage with them, to be part of the process, which will also help them get feedback. And so, mm-hmm. you know, by the end, we won't be, you know, because we won't have much time. They, you know, we want to have something ready for September. So this, you know, by the end, you know, again, they will have an idea, you know, where they okay. want to go, how they want to go with it, and then this way We'll have, you know, the winner, we will push that one product. Okay. So um, I say I thank you. Hopefully Norm is on now, and he's going to come and talk to us more about article marketing. Okay, we're still waiting for Norm to call in, but he'll be next um, on talking about social media and article marketing, and then he come right on. I tell you, you men are right on time. <laughs> <laughs> So Norm is here now. Um, he might have been on this sometime um, just seeing the studio. But we're going to bring Norm Bond on, and he's going to be talking about social media marketing and how to use social media, um, again, to market your campaign and to drive your um, campaign and your holiday selling strategy. So thank you, Anthony. Any closing words? Uh, follow the template that has already been laid down ahead of you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's plenty of examples out there on how to do what you need to do to set up your landing page, do your social marketing, you got people online right now giving you examples telling you exactly how to do it. You don't have to try to reinvent the wheel. It's already laid out. Just follow the template and add your own certain little special style and blend into it and you'll be successful. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. And thank you. All righty. Hi Norm. All right,
Woo! I'm here in the in the virtual building. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> good, Jackie. How you doing? I'm doing great, sir. How Another are you Another dynamite today? show packed with good information. Yes, yes. And it started off with Eric. Doing real good. So now we're waiting on you, sir, to bring us into social media marketing. All and, right. Um, and share a little bit about blogging, too. I, um... I do want to talk about how you can use blogs or information on um, non-competitive products or, you know, just around the holiday season, even if, say, Norm's a marketer, he does marketing and all. But if Norm, you know, threw in articles during the holiday season about ways to save, what's some of the hottest products, you know, um, for the season, um any you know big special you know big thing everybody's always looking for ways to save you know um mm-hmm. what banks you know with the roundaway and what blank banks have great saving you know clubs to help you with your holiday budget you know things and all like that mm-hmm. it's not directly what he does but it's information people would look for during the holiday season and honestly whether they're Everybody's doing some kind of shopping, whether you're in business or not, during the holiday season. Because he has that information, that may make people more inclined to stay on your site or to go back Absolutely. and visit. Mm-hmm. So, well, you, that's a good started. point, Jackie. And and I, and I would say, uh, starting with the with the why, I think part of what people should be doing, business owners, is one you want to position yourself as an authority in your area, in your niche. So if I was doing something about ways to save, for example, if I was a, a retailer, particularly uh, let's say if I was doing a shoes, if I was a shoe retailer, uh, often what happens is that retailer uh, wants to just get people to buy. So people always, always think, of, I just want sales. You know, I just want to, you know, I just want sales. Well, in today's world, what you want to do is you want to provide value to your target audience, and that value can come through providing content. And then the idea is that by providing that type of content, now you're getting traffic. And out of that traffic that is getting your content, particularly because you targeted your content to your audience that is your buying audience, a percentage of those people are now going to buy your offering. So that means you then have to have those offerings in place. So, for example, if, I'm, if I have a blog that is set up now within my website, I, I still need a, a website. A lot of people, uh, you know, are questioning, well, do I need a website because there's so many tools out there. You still want to have your website and drive all of your traffic to your website. That's your hub. And on your website, you know, you should have also on that site some type of a sign-up box, meaning some way to build your list so that when people come to your site, they can uh, put their, keep it simple, email, some would just say add your email address, or it could be uh, name, email, very simple, just to get them into your, your domain you know, they're now on your list. So now you can reach these people, particularly in the event, say you got kicked off of Facebook, because people do get kicked off Facebook or Twitter or any of these platforms. You can't get kicked off. They have terms of service that 99% of the people don't read. So 
you want to make sure that you're driving, your, your strategy is to drive these folks to your domain, to your property, and now you can interact with them as often as you want via, say, email marketing, via uh, updates that you're doing. Uh, so in order to do that, again, you need to have your website and then you need to have your blog. So why am I differentiating between the website and the blog? Well, the blog is where I'm going to build my authority because I'm going to put out articles, useful content related to my target audience. And it doesn't all have to be written. It doesn't all have to be articles. It can be commentary. It can be photos. It can be uh, you were missing video. It can be links. There's all types of content that can be put into a blog, and if you have a, a well-designed site, you can have your website where one of the uh, tabs in your site can say, our blog. So now I'm coming to your website, I'm looking at your site, uh, and then you can go over to the blog. For example, on my site, my primary site, normbind.com, if people go to normbind.com, they will actually see a blog within normbind.com. Now, I also have several other blogs or, or which are really uh, designed as sites as well. But the point is, on normbind.com, people can come there, you know, oh, what's Normbind about, you know, what to do, blah, blah, blah. They can see that. But all, and, then, and in that blog, that's where I will put, like, my personal commentary or on things, like, say, Trayvon Martin. And it may be outside of my niche because, as you mentioned, my expertise is in the marketing realm. So I have a Normbind market site, normbindmarkets.com, where I'll put a lot of the marketing information in terms of offline, uh, online, public relations, all that content will be on the normbindmarkets.com site. But it's important for people also to break out their business and their personal. Um, often when we look at people who are using some of the social media, say with Facebook, you got people who have set up their business and it's integrated and mixed right with their personal. But that's a bad move because sometimes your cousins, your, your aunt, your grandma, people when they're posting photos, that's confusing your audience. So you want to, uh, one, make sure that you uh, separate your social media presences in terms of your business and your person. You want to divide those two up. Um, so with the blog, again, you can put some of the articles to be short. It can be 25, 50 words with a link. But the key with the blogging in terms of bringing the traffic is going to be the frequency at which you post. I, I would say no less than once a week. I mean, you want to do more, but you want to do at least some, you know, a blog every day, you know. And, again, because of the variety of content, you know, you can mix it up. But the more frequently that you blog and put out valuable content, the more that traffic is going to come your way and then the more people are going to be on your list, which is going to be your email list, and now you can promote your specials and whatnot to them. The other key thing, um, and it might have been mentioned earlier, is you want to have a, a mobile-friendly presence because a lot of people who are going to be looking for products, looking for um, services and whatnot, today are using the mobile phones, they're using their tablets more and more. So if you haven't taken the time to make your website mobile-friendly, make your blog mobile-friendly, or even design a specific mobile site, like I have a website, normbind.mobi, which is uh, using that M-O-B-I uh, URL, and it's specifically designed 
uh, for folks who are on a mobile device. They can navigate it with one finger. They can click and uh, go to various areas. They can request an appointment. They can even uh, uh, see the full site. There's an option there for them to see the full site. But you, the other thing is if you're a retailer, you can promote coupons and specials via your uh, mobile site and do uh, things that are only that are special for your list. You can do like a flash promotion, put up a deal, 30% off today only, only to the people on my list. These are the things that can help bring foot traffic because what, what most of your – uh, retailers in particular want to do if they have a brick and mortar is they want to drive foot traffic and they want to integrate then their online to their offline so that they can bring these people into the store. And again, as was mentioned, I think Anthony was mentioning, similar thing, if you look at your big Fortune 500 retailers, they're doing the same thing. And, and a lot of us, you know, they're, they're, they're offering things on their Facebook uh, on their list, but they and then they and then what they'll do is they look to drive you now into the store. So as a small business owner, you can mirror a lot of the things that you see Fortune 500 retailers doing, not on the same scale, but certainly you can mirror some of those strategies and some of that uh, mentality that they're using into your own marketing effort. So. I would say that you want to, you know, again, and this is going to give you a huge competitive advantage because 90% of the businesses out there are not doing it. They're not thinking about it. And you can look at your competitors and you'll see, um, you know, most of them are not set up. Now, one thing I want to mention um, also quickly is that there are sources of free traffic, for example, in Google. You can, do you have your Google Places set up? Most people, you know, don't even realize that, uh, if I go to Google and I put in your 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 company, I'm gonna see a Google site set up for you. But will I see pictures there? Will I see video? Will I see the map? Will I see reviews? All those things can be put into your Google Places website that Google has provided. Many people have not taken advantage of. So uh, you can do that. Also, a number of the other sites, like Facebook. I'm, I'm gonna give just some quick tips on. Uh, local marketing in terms of driving that local traffic. So you want to use like a Google Places, even Facebook. You have Facebook. Uh, you have um, uh, where you can check in. I'm, I'm thinking of like some of the local uh, tools that you can use. Of course, you've got Yelp. Uh, and a lot of these sites are important. Uh, Foursquare is another one. Where if I'm a business owner, if I'm a retailer with a brick and mortar, I want to set up in these sites, uh, particularly. Uh, Foursquare, uh, Google Places, because people can check in. So now you're getting free marketing. If people are coming to your salon, they're coming to your shoe store, they're coming to your bakery, and now they can check in. Well, those people, you may not be into the social media, but some of the people who are coming to you will be. And if they've got 2,000 friends, 1,000 people following them on uh, on Foursquare, and they check in at your shoe store or your brick and mortar, whatever type of store, now all of their friends are seeing that they check in, and then also they can leave tips and comments. So these types of local marketing efforts that engage with social media, because the whole thing about the social media is the social element. People want to share, and and so you have to like make it easy for them to share what it is that you're doing. And I'll, I'll wrap this up by saying that 
it's all part of an overall strategy. You should have a social media marketing strategy that's part of your overall marketing strategy. And in that, you want to have who is my target audience? Where are they? What social media platforms are they likely to use? Are they using uh, Instagram? Are they using Facebook, Twitter? You have to do some analysis of your target audience. You can start with the people who visit your business right now. Find out where they are. Um, And then how can you reach them? And then get your message out there on those platforms. Uh, Keep it relevant. And uh, by providing that content that makes you that authority, then you'll get those folks over to your sales side through offering various specials. And you also grow your audience because a lot of people may come to read your content, not necessarily even realizing that you sell a particular product or service, but they're interested in the content about here's the latest shoe styles for the holidays, here's the the styles that you should be wearing for the winter, the winter boots you should be. Somebody will read that not realizing that, you know, they, they may not ever been to your store. They read that content, and now right next to that article, you've got a picture of the boots, and now they can click to buy the boots. They can click to buy the shoes, what have you, gift ideas. So you want to, in that blog area, put ads and whatnot along the sides or even embed them within the content so that people can't miss your message, your marketing message, while they're there to read the content. So I'm going to stop right there because I can keep going for the next hour. (laughs) That was really great, Norm. I'm trying to keep up with you. (laughs) I'm not doing well. I got the tip three. Then I was like, okay, where was he? I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot. I mean, this thing is notes. growing so fast, Jackie. As you know, um, you know, th- this is an era where the information age, and a lot of people get overwhelmed, they get overloaded. It's easy to do. There's so much that comes out, and a lot of the business owners are not tech people, um, you know. But you don't. The, the beauty of it is, for those of us who've been in this space since the '90s, it's gotten so much easier. And I know, Jackie, you attest to this that you know, to build a website, to get involved. A lot of this stuff now is point and click. It's, it's click and drag. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. So you don't have to now have a master's degree in information technology, you know, to use some of this stuff. Yeah. And, and, and there are or a $3,000 budget you. to build the e-commerce $3, site. $3,000 budget, exactly. Yeah, so you know, I mean, it's, you it's can, but, you know, you can actually do e-commerce and, you know, for less than that and, I think the biggest thing, uh, just us and our positive look and our positive outreach, because I know just this series alone, people be like, oh, my gosh, it seems like so much. And you may mm-hmm. seem like go overwhelmed in doing your strategy. But, one, if you do your planning, you'll be happy when you make that money at the holidays time. <laughs> but ask me, what is the alternative? Because it is, okay, cause what they're saying is, oh, wow, I'm overwhelmed, it's too much. So, so, then, so what, you just going to? Throw stuff at the wall and hope something sticks. Or I mean, what like what is your <laughs> alternative, right, to diving in or just biting off as much as you can chew and saying, you know what? And then, a, yeah, a, but know, also let me, let me just focus on these two platforms and not yeah. all one hundred. Yeah, but also too, Norm. Let's be honest. Most of it, as far there are new ways of doing things, but they're just new ways of doing what you already should have been doing. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what so I say. These it, are tools, and just yeah. like I said, the whole whole online piece is just really mirroring 
what we were doing before we even had all of these platforms. It's the same, like you said, at the end yeah. of the day, it's the same thing. These are just new tools to help you be more effective. Yes. So the thing about it is you should be doing business planning, and there are a lot of people that will start a business without a formal plan and kind of work by on the fly. So this is something you need to do. You're going to have to do during the process anyway. So just it's in your business planning, it's something that you do anyway. And you create strategies. You create campaigns. You do promotions and things like this. So this is just really pre-thinking. And then in order not to get so overwhelmed by pre-thinking, you realize, you know what, I don't need to be on all every certain pla- every platform because as investigating, my audience really is concentrated only on two of these platforms. Exactly, exactly. And, and let me dominate those two. And like you said, that means investigate. And, and, and also some of the value is, you will get a competitive advantage. You know, people always talk about their haters and all this. Get an advantage over your haters by setting your by setting your stuff up right. Get your website, your blog, you know, get involved in some of the social media platforms, whether, like I said, it's Instagram, Pinterest, uh, uh, LinkedIn, for you know, whatever platform, YouTube. Get on some of these platforms. Because I'm telling you, anybody listening, I guarantee you 90% of your competitors, particularly if you're one of these small businesses, if you're African-American, I don't care what niche you're in, 90% of the people aren't doing it. Because I talk to small business owners all the time, and if I had a dollar for everybody who told me their website was under construction, I could retire just on that money. <laughs> and. And, and, you know, and then we look at this, again, just that statement alone brings so many opportunities. So one of the things I do want us to do is become creative thinkers. And our August 7th edition, which is like two weeks away, that's going to be a mastermind. So, like, this week I will be inviting people. I'm going to invite blackgifts.com, and you can go there. But they are a leader in... Norm, I know you've seen it because Connie sells them in, in the, a green thing. You know how they have the Bible holders with the women on it, the, all mm-hmm. the artwork. Well, mm-hmm. it comes mm-hmm. from BlankGift.com, and I, you know, like you know, I told you I have vintage things. I've been doing retail for years, and mm-hmm. so uh, these are wholesalers, and they, you know, like they m- normally market by way of fundraising. So um, I started getting into them. From, it was another company out there, and then I found Black Gifts. But you fundraise, and if you get $200 worth for orders, you you get 40%, and they get the other part. And I've done it for my church. I've done it for schools, for the PTA and all. is way fundraising. But they also have a wholesale division. And then where I want us to get creative is I deal with visual artists. There are opportunities to get your artwork out and shown. If nothing else for branding, like you may not make a million dollars off of them using your artwork on a card, but guess what? People will recognize and you will establish your brand at no additional cost to yourself. Wow, that's great. Uh, because, I mean, that's, that's yeah, so it, But, but, but mm-hmm. see, what you said, there's so many opportunities for people today. When I, you know, I came from print. I used to do print magazine back in the mm-hmm. 90s. And... You know, today, man, this is like shooting fish in a barrel because, I mean, we used to have to mail media kits, five, six dollars yeah. a pop to put a media kit in the mail. We couldn't, if we wanted to print something in color, we, we you know, that was expensive and, and the yeah. big companies would print in color. We'd be like, oh, man, it's a dollar a page, two dollars a page to print. 
Today, you can set up your website. I look at some of the well-set-up websites, and they, you, you're, you've got the same website as the major enterprises because they're all using the same blog format. If you're not blogging, and if you blog and you want to get onto like a WordPress type of blog and have your own blog hosted, you know, I mean, that's what you want. Some people I know aren't doing that. They're on Blogger and all these other platforms, which is cool, but you get more flexibility. And if you look at some of the sites now, even some of the news-oriented sites, I can look at some of these sites, and they look just like the site that, you know, like my site. You know what I mean? We're on the same. So, in fact, what's happened is a lot of the big operations, the Fortune 500 companies, they're trying to look like the small business sites. So that's, this is the first time that this has happened, you know, really in, in, in business history that the playing field has become so level and you can have yes. that brand, you can have that look, you can have that professionalism that so that when people come to your site, they, they can be just as impressed with your site as they would with a Fortune 500 retailer or, uh, you know, if you're a new site, whatever it is that you're trying to push. Now, you've got to invest some time and connect with the right people and listen to the information like Jackie is sharing. But there are so many ways today that you can compete uh, that, you know, you don't want to miss this opportunity. No, you don't. And, you know, being a creative thinker, you know, I'm always an advocate for the arts and for the artists. But, you know, that's another relationship. We have to really start now thinking outside the box because, one, we need to start maximizing our resources. And when I say we, I am speaking a lot to the African-American community. We are such a wealth, so wealthy, but we don't use it. We always go outside yeah, of our and community. We, and we enrich yeah. other groups. We're enriching yes. other groups. And nobody really, and I'm not mad for people start thinking I'm some type of a, a hater or something. I'm not mad at any of these other groups. I, You know, I, I, it's business with them, and it needs to be business with us. But, I mean, we have, you know, so much, is like Jackie, you're saying, with our creativity. Our creativity like really fuels global business development. So I create our style, our music, our culture, really. So it's like how do we, you know, take ownership of that creativity and become producers because we can be producers of content, which means we attract the traffic. And if you capture these lists, I mean, you should have a, a business list of, you know, 10,000. Imagine if you had 20,000 people on your list of your customers, 20,000 to get started. And then you did a promotion and said, you know, well, we're, I'm going to do a, a 30% special only for the people who get this message. So now, and you send that out to the 20,000 people who are on your list, if only like 5% took advantage of that, that's 1,000 people. Yeah. Just with a 5% response of people who have already taken the time to put their name on your list. And so if you get a thousand people who come to your store on this promotion and spend ten bucks, you just made ten thousand dollars. Yeah. This is why you want to build your list. This is why yeah. you want to put this this is like the end game. People you know and so and the sooner you get started doing that, because some people I know I go to their website, they don't even have a sign up form on their site. They do yeah, you know, that, and that's they one spend of the a lot of time. Things, yeah. That's the and so that's what, what we were talking about landing pages and lead capture. There are ways you can even build lead capture and, and videos. Exactly. There, exactly. Um, 
you always SEO, want to. Jackie, because I know yeah. you, you are the queen of, of SEO and, and, and talk to people <laughs> about the importance of that. But we, I know we spoke before about the importance of putting certain keywords into whatever you're doing. And now all of these platforms, whether it's YouTube, uh, whether it is uh, 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 Pinterest, all of these sites, you can put certain keywords. So if you've got your 10 keywords that you use, is is shoes, it's uh, you know, it's, it's jacket, whatever those keywords are, African-American, it could be culture. And so when you're posting into your videos, into these sites, and you consistently are putting those keywords in, and you're consistently writing and putting those keywords into your blog posts, you're going to be at the top on the front page of Google where everybody wants to be when people go and start to search around those keywords. And so that yeah. is how, you know, you should be putting those types of tags or keywords into everything that you're putting out there. And, again, that's going to help you become the authority because the next thing you know, not only will you be putting out your information, but people will be calling you and inviting you to come and speak at various events offline, online, and you become more of that authority. And this is the other advantage. You're becoming an authority, and guess what? That also is going to help you build that list that I was mentioning. Definitely, and what is so important is you know something we raised earlier. But for your business, and Norm's saying ten, I just said for you, it should be maybe ten major ones you focus around. You generally always want to; they're going to give you five to seven keywords to list. You know, sometimes you can get more depending on where it is, but you want to have a minimum of five keywords. But Absolutely. if you have a list of, I would say, 15 to 25 keywords that you use throughout, because, you, know, um, you know, you may not use all the same keywords all the time, but they're everything you mark. Now, at one time, the search engines only could crawl, and that's how the search engines find things. They say that they crawl. They're like little spiders crawling the web, and they're pulling information. But at first, they only would do words, and images could not be crawled. But now, if you always, if you notice, and if you pay attention, whenever you put up an image, you always have an opportunity to write a description or alternate tag. Like, and what that says, like, if you do email blast, sometimes you may. Everybody doesn't have HTML, or sometimes the image doesn't show up. So if it's all text, there's no imaging shown. Well, what shows in spot in place of that image? So if that image wasn't there, what would you want that person to know? And in that, again, you that's where you put your keywords. And also in your print, when you have these certain words that are your they call keywords, your your buzzwords, whatever you want. This, this helps identify, and even when you're putting it in print, what now what you're starting to do is to teach your target audience what to use to find you. So if they Absolutely. read this, they read that, and then they sit down, oh, man, what was that business? Sometimes we may forget the name, but we remember what we felt. We remember right. the attributes. And if you think you're like for all those holy rollers out there, um, you know, when they say Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, all of those are attributes of God. And so people think of the attributes. Honestly, Hebrew, they believe that, um, Jews believe that the name of God was too holy to pronounce. So they focus on the attributes of God. But people buy emotionally. So they're going to remember what they feel. 
So when you have you that's again where we talked about the storytelling last week. When you have that brand story and you're always telling a consistent story, you start to teach people the story and they start to memorize it. So if for some reason they can't quite remember the name or something, they'll go look for those certain keywords because you've taught them. So it's not just online, it's offline because if people start using them to find you, again, it's bumping up your SEO. And the main thing is you want to have a a, a story to tell and you want to have um, keywords, consistent keywords that you're using throughout everything because, when you do websites, even now, finally, now people have been doing it for years, but now finally Wix and them realize in order for them to compete, they're going to have to emulate those more professional-style sites. So now every page they have you walk through, put in a title, then your URL, then your page title. Because you have your menu title, your URL, you have your page title, then you have a description, and then you still have your keywords. And that's for every page on your website. But in each page, it can have different subjects. So you want to make sure everything stays relevant. And I know um, it may seem like a lot, but then if we go back to the plan, the plan was to find 15 to 25 keywords that work for your business. So now when you come up to these situations and things and I'm building a website, oh, let me go back to those keywords. And you don't have to try to figure it out on the fly or realizing that you're using way too many or two different ones. Okay, these were the ones that work well. And um, I just want to say thank you to Norm. Norm's, again, a super wealth of information, and he is an authority. Like Norm doesn't realize, but I follow him, and I follow a lot of rules because I see things that I see that he's doing, and he gave us a lot of great advice on bringing traffic to your site. And I know some of these things cross because we started with the location-based marketing with Eric talking about um, using Foursquare and those different things and about businesses actually incorporating that into your strategy and the mobile marketing, all of that we started. But now we see the other value of those things, in which we didn't, I didn't realize until you just stated, Norm, and I don't know if everybody caught it. The biggest thing, one of the most important things he stated, and I said it for Facebook. I know what happens for Facebook. If one person been to your place, they'll check in and put your place on the map. But I didn't know you were automatically there in Google Place. So you mm-hmm. need to check Facebook, Google Place, Yelp, Foursquare to see if your business is already listed. And if it's listed already, chances are, like Norm said, it's just listed there with nothing. Exactly. And you can claim that space. If you're the business, and you'll see, and I'm giving all these tips for free only because I'm on here with Jackie. (laughs) This is what folks pay me for, people, but Jackie is special. So I'm telling you, when you go there, actually, you're going to see it's, it's right there on the page. It says if you are a business owner, you can claim this space. And so then what you can do is you can claim that page. Because, for example, if Jackie has a brick and mortar, and I have, I can't claim Jackie's page on uh, on Google, on Google Places, right? Because Jackie mm-hmm. is on Google. So what they do is they do have ways to track. What they'll do is you click the claim that space, you put your information, and you submit it. Then what they're going to do is they're going to mail you a postcard to that address, and that's how they confirm mm-hmm. that you're the owner. But now that you're the owner of that page, that means you, it's really a mini website. You can add photos, you can add yeah. video, you can add links, all of it. And 
who is getting more traffic than Google? And so when I talk to small business owners who say they don't have money, they don't have a budget, but then you're not even taking advantage of Google. You know how many millions of people go to Google every minute? So take if you take advantage of all of these free tools that we're talking about, um, same with, as we mentioned, with uh, with Foursquare. People, people, I'm at the airport. You can check, When you check in, I checked in at the airport in Philly, uh, and, and and I got this badge on Foursquare saying, oh, it's a swarm. It was like over 100 people that had checked in at the airport. Same if I go like the Reading Terminal, certain proper spaces you can mm-hmm. go to, and you'll find out, you know, it's, it's all all of these folks are there. And then you can, and so same with a small business. You can you can also offer tips. You can offer deals. A lot of times people, if they come to an area like this week in Philly, we got, of course, the Urban League Conference. How many people mm-hmm. are going to be coming into Philadelphia who've not been to Philly, who haven't been here in the past two, three years, who are going to say, man, I need to get a haircut. I need to get my nails done. I need a massage. I need to get some shoes while I'm here. I need to go shop. And they're going to go. Many of them are going to be on these platforms we're talking about. Is you, and if they put your business or they put those keywords that Jackie was talking about into that Google search page, Who's going to come up? Yeah. Is your business going to come up or your five competitors going to come up? And that's what yeah. we're talking So, you know, it's important, and as I stated, you know, one, there's two ways to look at things. The glass is half empty, the glass is half full. Another good thing about this, this whole series it's recorded. You can listen to it in your own time, in your own way. You can focus on one point. Build with that, then come back and focus on more. You don't have to take it in all in at one time. So it's different ways to look at it. You know, we're all consistently working on our business. I literally go back and look over these things sometimes just to do the notes, and I, and I type up notes on there. And our ebook, it will be live next week. You know, I'm finishing it off now. It's going to be a very great resource. I'll, you know, I'll be giving you some additional resources. But, you know, we are going to require, though, you're not going to just get the free ebook. You have to come in and listen to a show to get the free ebook. But even most importantly, we want you to come and list your business. Because you list your business with us, you had the opportunity to get it listed with a Roundaway app. Again, these are all free places that we want to you, we want you to list your business, and we want to know because honestly, this is a sellable book, and it probably will get sold later on. But right now, we're giving it away free because we we want to prove the value of what we're presenting. And we also have a great buyer's guide so that you can get back in touch with everyone. And so you have everything in one place, all the audios, and and you'll have your note space that you can type on and take your notes as you listen. You have resources that will further the conversations, like examples of landing pages. And I will um, probably talk a little bit more about landing pages later. Um, But... You will see examples, and you'll find places and choices that you can go to build a landing page, either yourself or, you know, if you know your plans and all, I would really suggest that, you know, get someone like Norm, like myself, or or designers who know marketing. And, And that's one thing. There's some great designers, but you need to know if your designer also knows marketing because it's one thing. As we were stating with the video, where you had—I know more, Norm, you've seen some wonderful commercials, but you have no clue what they're selling. But that was a great piece of art. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was 
like, wow, well, you know, I don't know what I was watching and what it was about, but that was great. And I was like, right. But it sure wasn't no a good recall. commercial. They were trying to on, sell like you some. Said, you're like, yeah, that was really catchy. What was it? Exactly, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, the, like, the creativity uh, overwhelms the product. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the thing you never want. And so, um, you know, the product is central, and everything is built around the product. And so, um, <clears throat> but as I stated, you had an opportunity to work with this e-workbook. But, um, again, our goal is to not just educate you but drive business our way and for you to see the value of the collaboration because we've come together with the valuable information, valuable resource, you know, to follow up with it because we, we're none of us are expert in all areas. And to be honest, sometimes we work so much like Norm Bond and all, we work together, we live in the same community, we're always out there hustling, uplifting. I think in the past two years we've learned more about one another and what each other does in our, our ex- areas of expertise than ever before. <laughs> exactly. I agree. I agree. And seeing a lot of it too, Jackie, I think, is because we're using the tools. Because like you said, you're following me. Guess what? I'm following you too. And, I'm, and we, yeah. you know, we're able to connect using these virtual tools, using mobile, using these platforms, you know, and, and, again, this doesn't replace that human contact, you know, but it's a way to add more value. It's a way to stay up to date with people. You may not see people every day, but you can go and check their status. You can follow them yeah. on Twitter and see where they're going. And you can also share stay their up to information. Date on your That's the power of the collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stay up to date on your industry. And just like I said, okay, when I need somebody, okay, if I want to refer somebody, the person that I can stay connected to or find easier, that's the person I'm going to refer first. Absolutely. Because you know, because what you don't want to do is make referrals that fall on their face because the person you, you referred, you know, they're not responsive. So if they're not responding to you when you're trying to reach them, then how will they respond to some to a lead that you, you know, share their way? You know, so that is the key, uh, you know, that responsiveness. Uh, and there's so many ways, you know, from mobile to, again, all, all of these tools, but it comes back to uh, the strategy, like Jackie's been saying all along. Here we are talking, just even talking about Christmas in July. I mean, how many black folks do y'all know, really, everybody listening, who are talking about Christmas in July, other than Jackie and what she's doing? And so that shows you the kind of leadership, because most of us, as we as we said this before, unfortunately, we wait until the last minute. Like, many people are going to start their marketing. And some of the people I know listening now think, oh, wow, it's too early. It's still high. That's, I'm not even back to school. That's not what the major companies are thinking. And that's not, if you want to be on that leading edge, you need to be putting these things in place because a lot of things that you might even need to buy, if you get them now, you'll get them cheaper than waiting until November to now start, oh, let me get on my uh, retail plan for the holiday. It's too late. So oh, yes. Yeah, this is a so great theory. And, and, you, and mm-hmm. you didn't just start this either, Jay. This is something that. You know, you've done for what? How many years have you been doing this? Series? I think this is like the third or fourth year on this. Third one. or fourth year, you know. So you are really to be commended, you know, just for that. And there's no excuse. So when people call me in November and December talking about they want to get their strategy together and they they just get started, and I'm gonna say, well, 
you obviously have not been connecting with Jackie Taylor Adams because he's been talking about this since July. Oh, it's just not enough time. Oh, it's too much. But, well, had you started in July and did a little bit week by week, month by month, you'd be in a totally different position. Yeah, so, you know, that's the point. Sometimes we, sometimes I think we make things a little bit more complicated. While it can be a lot of information, we're talking about taking the time to plan. And once you have a plan, even if you don't have all the money at the moment to fund your plan, at least when you have a plan, as soon as your money comes, you don't have to waste time trying to figure out what to do with it. Or even worse, when you don't have a plan, you can spend your money on the wrong thing because you didn't pre-think. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have the turnaround time, and then you got to come up with more money. But it's really important now. Let's get honest. We're at the end of July. If you're not thinking about your holiday inventory, you know, you really, you should be budgeting it. You should be having the money for your holiday inventory. And as Norm stated, finding out the deals because the inventory that you're going to need when when it push, you're going to have to have that no later than October. So, you, but you have to find out, you know, when are the best times to buy in. You know, it a lot, there are a lot of specials going on now. September things are probably a little bit higher. October they're probably even more higher because they know the retailers that are selling in November need that stuff by October. And right. so each industry has its season. Well, and like exactly I know right point. now, this is. The Christmas season well, the, for let printers. Me get to the point you're making, if people walk into the department stores right now, they'll see like the fall clothes out. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and if you go in there, if you go in there in September, you won't see the winter clothes out. Like they are, and, and for the, the fact that you're seeing them on the floor at this time tells you that they didn't just order that today. They must have ordered it in, with, in enough lead with enough lead time. So that the mm-hmm. manufacturers had them available, the shipping was yes. available, and whatnot. The stuff for right now, that's on the discount rack. Yeah. So that's how I think if more of our small business owners were thinking that way, and I know people, oh, I'm too busy, I ain't got time, I'm just trying to keep up. Well, this is why, again, you need to engage with a Jackie Taylor Adam, engage with myself, some of the other people have been hosting and come on as guests for this series because we can work with you and also – a lot of the things that I know I provide are also do-it-yourself type information. You don't have to be a techie. I can be a guide and just show you, you know, here's how you can go and do mm-hmm. some of this stuff on your own. So you don't need to always be engaged, you know, with that, uh, you know, your full-time webmaster. Like you, you still want, you know, guidance. But a lot of the yes. stuff you can do yourself now. It's a lot easier than before. But you want a guide because otherwise the time you spend trying to figure out you know, where you click and where you upload that image. A lot of that stuff we can provide. We can provide videos, we can provide training, we can provide a, a PDF, whatnot, and show you screenshots. Here's how you do it. And that'll save you money and that'll save you time. But you need to be familiar, you know, at least conceptually and at least strategically with how this works if you're that business owner. And I know many of these businesses, over 90% of black businesses are sole proprietorships anyway. So in a lot of yeah. cases, you got to be that tech person. So, you know, this is, but it's easier for you than that. And, and again, it's, it's all based down to strategy. So when people say, I'm so busy and overwhelmed, maybe what you need to do is refocus your energy and be more strategic mm-hmm. with the time and your actions. So sometimes I'll, you know, like going through a and series like this. Because like, I don't okay, have any customers, can, Jackie. Let's be honest huh? I said a lot of them aren't really that busy because they don't have a lot of foot traffic. I mean, I'm going to be real honest. Mm-hmm. I've gone to some retail yeah. shops, 
And I see why they go out of business because I go in there and I go in to talk with them and in an hour or half hour I'm there, the store is empty, nobody's coming through. They're sitting there on their uh, iPad, you know, maybe playing a word game with somebody. So in that hour, maybe you could have been working on putting a blog post together. You know, a lot of the, a lot of our retail retailers, are, you know, they don't have a lot of traffic coming into their stores. They don't. They really or don't. First of all, because in that hour could have claimed your space on Google and Facebook. <laughs> I mean, just like that, and by posting pictures and all, because obviously somebody, you know, went there, created, you have it, just spending that time there, and then making use of the time when the people are there. I mean, and and you get examples every day. You go to the supermarket. When you get your receipt, you are going to get coupons based on your shopping habit. Getting Mm -hmm. consumer loyalty cards, those things are so much way affordable. I remember when I was working smart cards Mm -hmm. um, in the 96, the Mm -hmm. affordability now of loyalty cards, um, QR, there are so many things that are so much more yes. affordable that you and can work with. And a lot of that too, Jackie, now has gone mobile, where you can you can yeah. go through the traditional, you know, uh, uh, loyalty card, come in, do a punch. But now you can even do that in a digital way where people can bring in yeah. their mobile phone and they can get a loyalty punch through their mobile device, you know. So yeah. imagine, because, again, you're making it convenient for people yeah. and you can get more data. So, but to be up on that stuff means you got to talk with Jackie, myself, people yeah. like us who are out there on the edge. The Making night. use of your space. When people Making come in that physical easy. space, I'm realizing, and these are even some of the bigger stores, whether they're the bigger shopping stores and all, they're not, a lot of times, not making use of the point of sales. Right. You help, right. help people. Everybody has to stand in line to buy. What? That's like I asked on my show. You got thirty seconds in the whole world listening. That's that same concept. You right. got you know whatever time they're in their line and they're listening because they're held hostage there. What are you showing them? What are you telling them? Right there, a simple sign that says text. All of those need to take advantage of SMS texting. Text this to this number and get a coupon for ten percent off your next purchase. Mm-hmm. You know, Hope 50% of your people you want to do it just space. because it's something to do. Other thing, too, if you are a brick-and-mortar business, you should be hosting some type of an event. Um, you know how you do trunk shows mm-hmm. and, and do things to pull people into you because you got that floor space. You're paying for it anyway. Host a webinar. Host a, uh, bring Jackie in to do a session at your store and let her pull her audience to your store. And while they're there, they can shop. Just like we do like the cash mob. Do that type of an event. It could be from an educational perspective because a lot of businesses are don't have the brick and mortar. They just may just be online only. Mm-hmm. So if you're a brick and mortar store, it's like, you know, there are some advantages that you have that you can pull these folks into your space as well. So that's another, you know, good strategy. And there a way to Saturday collaborate event. with people in the community and who have yeah, following. That's one day. of the, and, and, you know, and, and, and one of my dumb. biggest platforms is partnering small businesses with artists. That is a right. whole space that we're losing. We have right. local artists that have regional, local and regional followings. And we're not maximizing one another. And I see artists struggle to get a project out, and I see the small business struggle to get people in. And if that's Absolutely. not a match made, so but we have to open our minds to it. So, 
that's probably one of the biggest things is open your minds, do the strategy, do the work, and, um, you know, you're going to have to invest. But like, you know, Norm said, you invest in someone, a consultant, a consultant will guide you in the process, but you still have to do the keep up. So if we help you get your website built and making sure that it functions right and it has the right system, now you're just plugging in. But then you don't have to spend that extra fee like they used to do back in the day in the 90s, paying somebody every month to update your website. Absolutely. And that Because you can go in and keep your website updated, but the design and the systems are already in place. And then... Um, this is what this is where we talk about strategically using your money in the most effective way. So now you have this, you get your logo done professionally, you get your website and get that built. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.